Okay, so we are doing now Tuesday's portion of Parshas Nayah, which is the bulk of the verses on the flood itself. We are in chapter 7 of Genesis, of Bracious. We're up to verse 17. So here we had that Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives are all in the ark. And the flood was on the earth 40 days, and the waters increased and raised the ark, and it was lifted above the earth. Now, what we're going to read is the whole journey of the flood. And we, most people that are knowledgeable know the flood was 40 days and 40 nights. The decree was actually for a year. Even though the waters rained for 40 days and nights, it actually took a complete year, solar year, until the earth dried. As we're going to see, they were in the ark for a complete solar year. But for 40 days, we have rain. it says that the ark here was lifted above the earth. It was submerged in the waters 11 amas. 11 amas is roughly 16 to 22 feet, depending on what measurement you hold for an ama. So it was submerged in the water, as we're going to see soon in later verses. The water strengthened and increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark drifted upon the surface of the waters. The waters strengthened by themselves, meaning... First, we have 40 days and nights of rain. After the rain, we have the water strengthening for another 150 days. And the water strengthened very much upon the earth. All the high mountains, which are under the entire heavens, were covered. Fifteen amas above did the water strengthen and the mountains were covered. Meaning, above the height of the tallest mountains, the waters reach 15 amas above that, which means at least 23 feet higher than the tallest mountains. So we have the rain beginning in the, on the 17th of the month of Cheshvan, 40 days of rain until the 28th of Kislev. And then we have another 150 days when the waters are swelling, getting higher and higher and higher, until the first of Sivan. At this point, at the highest point, the waters are roughly 23 or more feet above the highest mountain. And all flesh that moves upon the earth expired, among the birds, the animals, the beasts, all the creeping things that creep upon the earth, and all mankind. And all, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, of everything that was on dry land, died which means everything that had life in it. It was on the dry land, not the fish. The fish were in the sea, and they were told that the fish were spared because the fish did not corrupt their ways, as did the other animals. And he wiped out of all existence that was on the face of the ground, from man to animals to creeping things and to the birds of the heavens, and they were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah survived and those with him in the ark. The wiped out, Rashi explains, is an active verb in the call form, not a passive verb, in the passive form. Only Noah survived and all with him in the ark. And the waters, so only Noah, so there's two ways Rashi explains this, either Noah alone, or in Hebrew it's ach. And ach means that he was coughing and retching blood because of the trouble of caring for the animals. Some say that he was injured because he was late 
in giving food to the lion, so the lion attacked him. And that's why it says, ah, that he was also in pain through all the care. In other words, Noah, and of course with the help of his sons, they were zookeepers for all of these animals for an entire year. And even though it says that in the ark it was like in a messianic life and everything was at peace with each other, it was a very godly existence, but they were working nonstop, day and night, taking care of each animal, providing it all of its unique food and needs. And the water strength on the earth 150 days. As we said, there were 40 days of rain, the 17th of Cheshvan until the 20th of Kislev. And it was 150 days when the water swelled from the 28th of Kislev until the 1st of Sivan. So now we're up to the 1st of Sivan. God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God caused a spirit to pass over the earth and the water subsided. So this is on the first of Sivan when the waters begin to subside. It's interesting, Rashi points out that when it says God remembered, the term for God here is, is Elohim, which is generally denotes judgment. But it was transformed from judgment to compassion because of the prayers of the righteous, just as, conversely, the weakness of the wicked would transform mercy into judgment. Well, here, judgment is transformed into compassion because of the prayers of Noah and his family. The so God remembered Noah, what merit did him, and the animals. Well, what merit do we remember? For, we can understand for people, they were righteous. But what merit did he remember for the animals? Two things. Remembering the past that these animals, these specific ones in the ark, did not corrupt their ways. That's how they were able to enter the ark. Meaning many of the animals, most of the, just as man were corrupted, the animals were corrupted and were mating with other species. But the animals that entered the ark, all were not. So these animals in the ark, he remembered that they did not corrupt their ways before the flood. And also in the, during the flood, he's remembering their merit that even the animals abstained from relationships. The world was in a state of mourning, and just as man, no one in his family did not have relationships. In the ark, also the animals abstained. So God caused a spirit to pass, a spirit of consolation and relief passed before him over the earth regarding the concerns of the earth and the waters begin to subside. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed and the rain from heaven was restrained. We have the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven because these were what opened both from above and below to flood the world. And now they were closed, but when they were opened, it said all the fountains of the deep were open. And here it just says the fountains, which implies some stayed open. The Rashi says some of these fountains of the deep are beneficial to man and therefore were not closed, like the hot springs of Tiberias. They're beneficial to man and therefore God did not close them. The rain from heaven was restrained, meaning it was held back. The waters then receded from upon the earth, receding continuously, and the waters diminished at the end of 150 days. Meaning, at the end of 150 days, they begin to diminish. Right? So we had the 40 days of rain, from the 17th of Cheshman to the 20th of Kislev. So we have 150 days after that when the waters are swelling, from the 20th of Kislev until the 1st of Sivan. And now, after these 150 days, the waters are beginning to recede. So how do we, so I'm telling you, Sarah says, how do we figure this out? Because if you count from 
the 27th of Kislev, when the rain stops, then you have three days left of Kislev, and you have 29 days of Tavis, and then you have, so that's three, and 29 is 32 days, and then you have Shvat Adonisim and Iyar, which are a total of 118 days, 118 and 32 is 150. When our verse says that the water is diminished at the end of the 150 days, it refers to this first of Sivan after these 150 days when now the waters begin to diminish. And the ark came to rest in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month upon the mountain of Ararat. Meaning, remember, the ark was floating high above the mountains because the waters were 15 amas, which is at least 23-some feet above the mountains. So the ark was floating way above the mountains, and then the ark rests on Ararat on the 17th of Sivan. The first of Sivan, the waters start to recede. At the 17th, the ark rests on the Mount Ararat. The writing explains the seventh month is Sivan, and why do we call Sivan the seventh month? Because it's the seventh month after Kislev when the rain stops. Meaning Kislev, Tevish, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Iyer, Sivan, from Kislev to Sivan is seven months. So that's how we could call Sivan the seventh month from Kislev when the rain stopped. So it's on the 17th day. So we know the water started to recede on the first day. Now on the 17th day, the waters are still covering the mountains, but the ark, which is of course submerged in the waters, rested on the mountain top. So based on the fact that the ark rested on the 17th day, we can calculate that the ark was submerged in the water 11 amas, some roughly 17 feet. Meaning, because we know that on the ten, on the tenth month, on the first of the month, the tops of the mountain became visible, meaning the first of of, which is the tenth month from Cheshvan when the rains began. So if we know, as the verse said, that the waters were 15 amas higher than the tops of the mountain, and if we're saying the mountain toss became visible after 60 days, meaning the first of Sivan, the waters start to recede. And the waters were 15 amas higher than the mountains. And two months later, Sivan to Ir, Ir, Sivan Thomas of, exactly, from Sivan to Thomas to of is two months. So exactly 60 days later, the mountain toss become visible. So if we have 15 amas, and 60 days later, the water has reached the top of the Amas. That means it takes four days for one Amas to go down. So the waters were diminishing at a pace of one Amas every four days, which is why it took 60 days from the first of Sivan to the first of Av for the mountaintops to be visible because the waters were 15 Amas above the mountaintops. Now, the ark rested on the 16th, so on the, 6th, on the 17th, because the 16th of, uh, of Sivan means if it's one ama every four days, after 16 days, it's four amas. So when the waters have gone down four amas, the ark is resting, which means 
there's still 11 amas of water where the ark is resting the next day on the 17th. So that shows us that the ark was submerged in the water as 11 amas. So when there's 11 amas of water covering the tops of the mountain, the ark can rest on the mountaintop, which happened on the 17th of Sivan. Next verse. The wars were continuously diminishing until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first of the month, the tops of the mountains came visible. As we just explained, that means the first of of. So again, we have 40 days of rain. Then we have 150 days when the waters are swelling after the rain. And then at the end of the 150 days, on the first of Sivan, the waters start to go down. And we explained at a pace of one ama every four days. So after 60 days, on the first of of, we have reached that the tops of the mountains are visible, meaning the water has now, is now just up to the top, top, top of earth, the tops of the mountains, and those 15 amas higher than that have now all receded. So now we have a long Rashi where Rashi is saying, well, maybe I'm wrong, meaning in all of these calculations, the question is always from when, which if you've been following, you've noticed that the verse shifts a lot this time we're counting from this point. This time we're counting from this point. Are we counting from when the water begins? Are we counting from when the water ends? Are we counting from... What are we counting from? That's always the question. So following the calculation that we're following, Rashi, Rashi based on the sages, the 10th month, the first of the 10th month is all. Well, why is of the 10th month? It's a 10th month from our Cheshvan when the rains began. Cheshvan, Kislev, Teva, Shvat, Adar, Nisan, Eir, Stephen, Thomas, of. Cheshvan's of is 10 months from when the rains began. But you could say, wait a minute, why are we counting from when the rains began? Maybe we should count from when the rain stopped in Kislev, like previously we counted from Kislev when the rain stopped. Well, if we count 10 months from when the rain stopped, then the 10th month would mean oh. Rashi basically proves that it can't, it doesn't work that way because of a later calculation. But first, Rashi explains that the same way in this previous calculation of the previous Rashi, where we said it was from the first of Sivan to the first of Av, and the first of Sivan was there referred to as the seventh month, which was the seventh month since the water ceased to rain, since the cessation of the waters, person would say, well, maybe I shouldn't calculate that. Maybe maybe I would calculate that from a different calculation, but Rashi proves that it wouldn't work. So the same thing here, if I don't want to count this 10th month as of, meaning the 10th from our Cheshvan, when the rain began, I want to count it the 10th from when the rain stopped. People make this L, so maybe that works. But Rashi says, well, it does work for a different reason. What's the other reason? Because if we continue the storyline, it then says afterwards, on the first month, on the first of the month, the water's dried. Now, how much after is that? That's 60 days later. Because in other words, once the waters reach the top of the mountain, then Noah waits 40 days until he opens the window and sends out the birds. And then sending out the birds takes 21 days. So 40 and 21 is 61 days. So roughly 60 days after the mountaintops become visible, 
is when the dove flies away and Noah removes the cover of the ark. And the verse called that day the first day of the first month. So if I was counting from Elo, because I decided here I didn't want to count from when the rains began, I wanted to count from when the rains ended, and 10 months from when the rains ended is Elo, well, 60 days after Elo is Cheshvan. Well, that's not the first. In other words, once the verse calls it the first month, I have exactly two choices. In Torah, there's two options of the first month, either Tishrei or Nisan. But following the opinion that Rashi's following, the majority opinion, this means Tishrei, which works out from of 60 days later, is Tishrei. Or there's another version, Nisan. But no way could it be Cheshvan. But 60 days after Elul is Cheshvan. So that shows you can't calculate Elul. Meaning what Rashi's saying here is, it seems to you random. Here we're counting from when the rains begin. Here we're counting from when the rains end. Well, I also just want to make up what I want to make up. What Rashi's saying, but it all has to work. In the end, all the calculations have to make sense and jive together. And if you want this calculation to jive with future verses, the only verse that jives, meaning that is the tenth from something, and 60 days later we can reach a month that we call first, it has to be the tenth from when the rains began, which would be of, because 60 days after of is the first of Tishrei, which is truly the first day of the first month, and that's when Noah removed the cover of the ark on the first day of the first month, 60 days after the date we're now discussing, when the tops of the mountains became visible. So, reverting to our storyline, we have the rains pouring for 40 days. Then we have 150 days, right, from the 17th of Cheshvan until the 28th of Cheshvan. And then we have 150 days of the water swelling until the first of Sivan. And then we have the waters receding at a pace of one Amma every four days. On the 17th, the ark rests on Ararat. And on the first of Av, the mountaintops become visible. Then Noah waits 40 days, which will bring us to the 10th of Elul. And on the 10th of Elul, Noah sends the first bird to see what's doing on planet Earth. He sends a raven. As we're going to read, it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Now, when it says at the end of 40 days, meaning 40 days from when the mountaintops became visible, and he opened the window, the window here is not meaning the door of the ark, not entry-exit, but a window, the skylight. He sent out the raven, and it kept going and returning until the drying of the waters from upon the earth. Meaning he sends the raven, but the raven doesn't go anywhere. It was just sort of circling around the ark. It was suspicious of Noah regarding its mate and did not leave. Until the drying of the water simply means that it wasn't going anywhere because the waters were the, the world was still completely wet. But in the Agatic, Midrash explains that this raven wasn't doing this mission, but later the raven, its descendant, was prepared for a different mission when the rains were withheld in the days of Elijah, and then the raven would bring him every day food from the king's table. And he sent out the dove from him to see whether the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. So this was seven days later, meaning he sends out the raven. Forty days he waits. The 10th of Elul, he sends a raven. The raven doesn't go anywhere. He waits seven days and he sends out a dove. Now, how do we know that? It doesn't say here he waited seven days. 
But between this dove and the next dove, it says he waited another seven days. Since it said another seven days, we understand between the raven and the dove, he also waited seven days. And when it says he sent out, it doesn't mean he's sending on a mission. He was sending it away. Meaning, if the waters had completely subsided and the earth was habitable, it would go away, it wouldn't return. And that would be the fulfillment of his mission. Meaning, no mission here. It would be sent away and it would start living on planet earth. If it comes back, it means the world isn't ready yet. But the dove could not find a resting place for the sole of its foot and it returned to the ark for waters upon the surface of all earth. So he put forth his hand and took it and brought it to the ark. And he waited another seven days and again sent out the dove from the ark. And now it's patient here for basically a year. You've been cooped up in this ark, but no one is being very careful here. So he waited 40 days till the 10th of El. He sent out a raven. Didn't go anywhere. Waited seven days, sent out a dove. The dove tries to go, but can't. Comes back. He waits another seven days, and then he sends out another dove. The dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, an olive leaf had plucked with its mouth, and no one knew that the words had died upon the earth. So here, the dove does come back, but it comes back with an olive leaf, which means things are growing, there's vegetation, there's habitable land. Darash explains that this dove was the male dove, not the female, and that's why sometimes the scripture refers to it in the masculine sense because it was a male animal. Sometimes in the feminine because dove itself is a feminine word. So it had plucked, it means it had snatched. The Midrash says that allegorically speaking, it's as if it's saying, let my food be as bitter as an olive. This is, remember, an olive leaf. Of course, this is, of course, the source for that symbol of the dove with the olive branch in its mouth. So my food be as bitter as an olive and provided by the hand of God and not sweet as honey but provided by the hand of humans. So this idea of taraf, plucked, means food and in its mouth means saying, speaking of food. The speaking of the food as bitter as an olive but from God. And he made himself wait again. And he's waiting another seven days. Another seven days and sent the dove forth. And that returned him any more, which means accomplished. It did not return to him any more is a good sign. It means now we can live on the earth and therefore I don't have to come back to this ark. Which grammatically here is the third masculine, third person con. So here we are. Again, he sent the raven, waited seven days, a dove, waited seven days, a dove with the olive branch, waited seven days, and then the dove flies away. Which took us from the tenth of El when he first sent the raven all the way to the first of Tishrei. As we discussed earlier, the first of Tishrei, 60 days after the first of Av, is when the dove flies away and no one can remove the cover of the ark. As the verse now says, and it came to pass in the 601st year, the life of Noah, in the first month, because it's Tishrei, on the first of the month, the waters had dried up from upon the earth. Noah removed the cover of the ark and looked, and behold, the surface of the ground had dried. As we can see, because the dove didn't return. So again, the first month, either Tishrei, which is the first of the year, or some say Nisan, which is the first of the counting of the month. Had dried means it became like mud. The upper surface formed a crust, but it was still 
very mud-like, meaning it wasn't yet completely dried. It was partially dried. So therefore, he didn't leave yet. This is the first of Tishrei. It took until 57 more days until he leaves. Because the first of Tishrei, the earth is partially dry, and the 27th of Cheshvan is when they leave the ark. And in the second month, Cheshvan, on the 27th day, 27th of Cheshvan, the earth was dried. At that point, it was completely dried. And the reason why it didn't dry until the 27th of Cheshvan is if you remember, as I keep saying, the rain began on the 17th of Cheshvan. The generation of the flood, it was decreed on them a whole year of destruction. But we're talking here in lunar years, lunar days. But there's 11 days that the solar year is longer than the lunar year. So to make it a complete year, not only in the lunar calendar, but in the solar calendar, we needed these extra days. And that's why the rain started the 17th of Cheshvan, and a year and 10 days later, 27th of Cheshvan, is when the world was completely dried, meaning it became dry land. As we said before, when it said it was dried, we said it was like mud, and the upper surface formed a crust. So it's like drying. It's partially dry. You can't live on it yet. It took 57 more days. But finally, on the 27th of Cheshvan, the world was dry. Man could again live in the world. It was habitable for man.